Yesterday, I was speaking of right view, and in that uh, rightness, it's good to understand that the word right in English is a translation for samma, which doesn't just mean right as opposed to wrong, but right as in upright or balanced, attuned. The associations of the word are with the, say, the tuning of the strings of a musical instrument. When the strings are harmonious, they are samma. So when we speak of right view, it's helpful to reflect upon that as attuned, a view attuned with reality, with Dhamma itself, with nature. It's very easy for us, particularly in a, even though we have the coronavirus uh, pandemic and the lockdown situation, our lives can be quite comfortable, not physically challenging. So it's easy for the attention to dwell in the realm of our thinking, to live in our heads. living on a small campus, having a reliable roof over the head, a supply of food and material comforts are basically accounted for. So it's very easy to live in the mental world since the physical is not challenging or demanding or grabbing our attention through being too hot or too cold or too painful. So in establishing a right attitude, an attuned attitude, it's important that that includes the attitude of the body as well, the posture of the body. That attunement needs to include the physical dimension as well as the mental. Meditation is not just an activity of the mental world, but it incorporates the physical completely as well. In this respect, it's particularly helpful when sitting down for a period of formal meditation, sitting meditation or walking meditation, to take a few moments, a few minutes, to bring attention into the body, to notice how the body is being held. What's the posture like? Again, it's so easy just to be drawn immediately into the mental realm, what our mood is, what our thoughts are, what we're in aiming to do with the meditation. It's a mental exercise. And we can easily ignore what the body is doing but the body and the mind affect each other intimately, directly, all the time. So if on the mental level, we're endeavoring to establish a, a balance of, of energy, alertness, brightness of mind, and peacefulness, calmness, 
that needs to be supported on the physical side. The mind in its pure state, the enlightened mind, has both qualities of energy, virya, brightness, alertness, interest, dhamma-vijaya, investigation of reality. But it also possesses qualities of peacefulness, pasati, calmness, samadhi, concentration, upeka, equanimity. So in order for those qualities to be fully developed, brought into being and cultivated to completion, to maturity, then it's very helpful if the body, the posture of the body, supports those qualities as well. So at the beginning of a sitting, bring attention into the body. Feel how the body is being held. Bring attention to the spine, to your backbone. And invite the body to sit in an upright way, not as a, an assertive act of will, like, I must sit upright, I should sit straight. Coming from a place of self-view and command, but rather bringing attention to the body and letting an invitation to straighten to invite the spine to lengthen, to grow, to stretch to its full, comfortable, natural limit. Letting that invitation come from a place of mindfulness, wisdom, rather than me issuing a command, I should do, I must do. of feeling the spine straighten, lengthen, till there's a comfortable, energetic, upright quality. And around the central column of the spine, again, invite the rest of the body to relax, to soften, to be fully at ease. Take a few minutes to sweep the attention through the body, particularly through the muscles of your face and your shoulders, your chest, your stomach, your hip joints, down to your feet. Slowly and steadily taking a few minutes to sweep the attention through the body and wherever you notice those knots of tension, if your eyes are scrunched up or your, your jaw is tight, your shoulders are, are hunched, stressed. If there's stressing, tension, tightness in the stomach, in the abdomen, notice that, feel that. Consciously invite it to relax. Let the Muscles loosen and soften. To let there be a quality of settling, easefulness.
Again, not coming from a place of I should relax, I must relax, but rather feeling the the say the stress or the tension of the body's tightness. It's areas where it knots up. Feeling that, knowing that. Acknowledging the, the dukkha, the stressing of that. And letting that knowing, that knowledge, be the source of letting go. So the relaxation, the letting go, arises naturally from the act of attention. It's the result of awareness. Because of vijja, knowing, clear seeing, then the letting go happens and there's a quality of ease. In this way, there's an establishment of energy and relaxation. The arousing, brightening qualities of the factors of enlightenment, virya, dhamma-vijaya, piti, the brightening, energizing, rousing qualities, and also the calming, pasati, samadhi, upeka, calm, focus, equanimity, serenity. These are embodied here in our physical form, as well as in the, the attitudes of mind. We're trying to calm an agitated mind, but the body is stressed and tensed. Then it's that stressing and tension in the body feeds. It's fuel for agitation of the mind. If we're trying to be alert and attentive in the mind, but the body is slumped over, our spine bent, the body listless, then the the efforts to be awake in the mental world are, are being blocked, dampened, hindered by the lack of energy in the body. See how this works for yourself. Experiment. See how this fits together and get to know the relationship between body and mind. How they support each other. As the time of sitting meditation extends, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, it's natural for the body to feel more and more uncomfortable. Aches and pains arise. Stresses in the back or our knees, aching in our thighs. Wherever it might be, it's very natural for painful sensations to arise within the body. When pain is there, then the automatic reaction is usually to fear it, 
to feel aversion, negativity, to tense up against it, to resist it. The mind is filled with fear and aversion. The body is filled with with tension. It stresses itself. Once again, this is particularly helpful to understand the relationship of mind and body, nama and rupa, together. As the sittings extend, when physical pain arises, rather than, say, trying to focus on the breath or the the inner listening, listening to the nada sound and looking upon the pain as some kind of unwelcome intruder, something that's getting in the way of your practice, quote-unquote. If the painful feeling is starting to dominate, deliberately take your attention off the breath, or whatever you're focusing on. Deliberately bring it to where that painful feeling is, your knee or your back or wherever it might be. Make the pain the object of attention, the focus of the meditation. Notice the feelings of of fear and aversion, how the mind hates it or complains about it, worries about it, negotiates with it, to consciously soften the attitude, to notice those feelings of fear and aversion if they arise, to let go of them, to recognize this is just a painful sensation, hasn't been here for too long, probably no permanent damage has been done as yet, it's just a painful feeling, the mind doesn't have to add anything to it. So there's a softening of the attitude, Really, the root of loving-kindness is this softening, this opening of the heart, this kind of radical acceptance. There's no pretending that the pain is pleasant or wanted, desirable. No, it's unwanted. But loving-kindness doesn't mean trying to like everything, but rather it's that recognition in the heart that everything belongs. Painful feeling is part of nature. Just like the sounds we might hear that we don't like, painful memories that we don't like. We're not trying to pretend that the ugly is beautiful. Or the the bitter is sweet. No, just saying bitterness is part of nature, part of the field of possibilities. So, to soften the attitude towards painful feeling is to cultivate this quality of metta, radical acceptance. Here it is. In this moment, it's exactly this way. And we can also soften the physical attitude. Notice what the muscles around that pained area are doing. 
Have they tightened up? Is there a, a kind of stressed, knotted feeling? Is there pain in your leg? Is there the muscles of your thighs and your calves, are they tensed up and lifting your, your knee off the ground? How is it? So if we notice the physical tension around the painful areas, then relax that too. Often we don't realize it, but when we tense up against a pain, that very tension creates the causes for more pain. And if there's a relaxation of, not just of the attitude, but a relaxation of the muscles around the area that is pained, then there's less cause. The root of that pain is, is being removed. With a lack of tension in the body, less pain is being created. So we have to go against the reactive habits of tensing up and resisting. Bring attention to the area that the muscles soften. Your back, or your legs, or your neck, your shoulders, wherever it might be. So there's a, a softening of the attitude in the mind and in the body. A genuine cultivation of metta, radical acceptance. Now this is hard to do. It's, and it takes a lot of effort and recollection because the instinct to fear and feel aver aversion and negativity towards pain is incredibly strong. Pain is one of Mother Nature's great protective forces. So we're recognizing, yeah, it's a strong reaction, but it doesn't have to be followed. And then when the attitude changes, there's an acceptance in this moment, it just feels this way. There's a relaxation of the body. And we find that the pain can be there, but it's absolutely not a problem. And then with that greater clarity, that greater spaciousness, there's a more reliable, natural attunement to what the limits of the body are. So, when there's a certain point reached and there's a recognition, okay, that the knee is really starting to get stressed, or that, uh, that joint is really being pushed further than is helpful, it's quite okay to change the posture. But the basis for moving the posture, changing the posture, is a kindness for the body, not wanting to stretch it beyond its limits, rather than a reactive aversion, fear of painful sensation. So the motivation for the effort, the action, is kindness, based on mindfulness and wisdom, rather than aversion and fear, based on self-view. So, the result is very, very different.
Try this out, see for yourself, see how this works. And as you see, the, the difference it makes, the attitude of our practice is a radical acceptance. Let that be what guides you. Let that, that very absence of dukkha, let that quality of peacefulness, integration, that attunement of the heart, the peacefulness, delightfulness of that, let that be what guides the effort that is made. Let it speak for itself. <laughs>